when we do open our eyes to Jesus and uh, we get a good look at him, he, he tells us where he's going to use us. And Brad Kenny is with us, a chaplain uh, in sports. And, uh, of course, the Colorado Rapids, so you're known for that. Yes, uh, it's been 18 seasons 18, that I've served wow, as a volunteer wow. chaplain. My word, I can't and believe in, it. They're in ninth <laughs> that now. Long. They're no longer in, you know, kind of... They're not the in the bottom, bottom anymore. <laughs> in fact, uh, they play Sunday, and they need to win, and they need two teams to lose, ah. and they'll have made the playoffs. Hey, it will, great. It, there's right. a few other nuances to all that, but... Aren't they playing the number one team, though? They are playing the yeah. number one team. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. We'll so it will be a on. challenge. It, will, it be. will be a challenge. Brad Kenny, welcome back to the table. Yeah, it's yeah. great to see you. Good to see you. How's your family, real quick? I didn't They're ask doing you. great. I think uh, my daughter should be uh, in classes at Lutheran High School right now, my uh-huh. oldest, and then the other three are getting ready to do homeschool with mom. So. All right. Yeah. All right. Have a good day, mom, with the kids there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We, I don't think we've met your wife. You need to bring her in. No. Yeah. I. Uh, she was thinking about making breakfast burritos for you guys. And, thinking uh, about And what niche. happened? Well, you know, kids and life. So. <laughs> oh, man. But maybe the next time we'll, we'll both come up. That she'll bring the burritos. Yeah. That would be wonderful. Wow. Well, All it's right. not just uh, the rapids, and we'll get into that in a bit. But you brought a guest, and we'd love to meet her. Yes. Uh, Brooke Ewer is with us today. So Brooke is... Uh, uh, she's been with us for about three years uh, as a counselor, and this year we named her Director of Counseling uh, for Soccer Chaplains United as we look to grow chaplaincy and counseling. So I'll, I'll let Brooke kind of talk welcome, a little bit more. Welcome. Nice Thank to have you. Thank you so much. At the yeah, table. Welcome. Great. A little bit of your background. I know we talked off air, but just kind of condense some of that and yeah. tell us where you came from and, and how you got involved. Yeah, so I grew up in Southern California, uh, went to school up in Oregon, came out here with my husband in uh, 94, and uh, raised four kids, um, and about seven or eight years ago, really felt God calling me back uh, to the sports industry, um, just feeling like uh, there is a purpose uh, for counseling that athletes just do not have. Um, There's just not a lot of um, support out there for them on the mental health side. Um, a very crazy way that Brad and I met, uh, just through roundabout through friends, a couple different routes. Um, but I uh, feel like God has really called me to uh, work with him and just to see uh, just what, what the difference that we're making, I think, for these athletes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one That's of the great. needs that we had was we would see that uh, the wives and the girlfriends of the athletes and coaches, uh, they were really not served well. So I started thinking, we need a female counselor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, Brooke's work has gone way beyond that. But it's, it's in fact, uh, this year we're seeing the fruit of, of years of labor when uh, one of the athletes' wives reaches out to Brooke and says, hey, my husband needs help. Can you speak to him? Can you meet with him? And so we just we see God doing some powerful things, and that's that's just one small story of what what He's doing in and through the. Really, our approach to be holistic is is to have the chaplaincy, the spiritual support, um, but also to have the counseling, the mental health uh, support as well for for people in the game. When you got into the counseling at first, when you first started, is it what you expected it to be, or were there surprises? Or 
I think because I did my internship in a pretty affluent area, I really mm-hmm. thought the issues would be very like this is what they are going to be very superficial areas and was very surprised that it wasn't like mm-hmm. that at all. They were very deep issues. Um, but even with athletes, you know, it's always been I thought that they would just come on their own. And I think the thing that's been really surprising to me is that there's always had to be someone in the middle. Mm-hmm. And it's been a wife or a friend or a pastor or, a, you know, a parent someone has always had to guide an athlete to me. And I think that's been kind of an eye-opening thing. It's been um, the reality is that they just, you know, struggle to get there on their own. Yeah. Right. In, in any relationship like that or in any situation like that, relationship is important and trust. So how do you build that with uh, the team and the wives? Yeah, I think a lot of it has been time, you know, just to see that there's a consistent person there. Um, Brad and I have kind of gone back and forth. Do I need to be in the player suite more? Do I need to not be in the player suite more? And this year I really stepped away from it and mm. we saw that this happened and and now we're like, well, maybe I need to step back in again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's been definitely a challenge. But, yeah, the trust factor for them is is time. There's got to be a balance, too, I, I would think, between being too there too much, like in their face, yeah. like I'm the chaplain, you need me, uh, versus uh, you know just stepping back. There's some kind of a balance there. Yeah, I think Brad even can talk about what we've really seen as our challenges. Of yeah, I, one of the challenges is the chaplain usually is the present visible uh, person, whereas the counselor tends to be the one that's more um, tucked back away into privacy and confidentiality. Uh, we might think of the the counseling room or or the couch, so to speak, um, but not to get into those stereotypes. That's really been one of the challenges of how do we build the trust so that an athlete, a coach, their families, even staff members, can feel safe and comfortable approaching or connecting with a counselor mm-hmm. and usually there's been moments as a chaplain where I've literally taken an athlete's hand a young athlete in our academy and walked them down the hall mm. to where the counselor was wow. and said okay let me introduce you and then I leave after five minutes so that that person now goes oh, I've, I've really been handed off to a person in into a place of mm-hmm. trust mm-hmm. Hey, that's safety great. that's great okay. security but yeah. it, it's a huge challenge because even as a chaplain to get people to trust me they may think ah he's religious ah he's going to come after me with jesus he's going to judge me right exactly all these all these barriers that the chaplain has to overcome i think are even more difficult for the counselor because they're not visible in that regular consistent way Hmm. the counselor almost has to and they have to guard the confidentiality and privacy of of the client or the person that's seen. Is there a resentfulness when, for instance, let's say a wife is having some problems, she says, gee, I really want you to talk to my husband. Um, When he finds out that his wife has said he needs to talk with you or is... Is the, do you have to break something down there? Are they like, well, I don't know that I need somebody to be an intercessor for me? Or? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. The first time, they're always a little nervous. It's something new. I mean, I think it's kind of for all of us. It's like stepping into a space you've never been in before. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting. The rapport that gets built very quickly, they'll say things like, I'm never going to tell anyone. And mm-hmm. then maybe by session four, they're like, oh, I'm totally going to tell my friend that I come to see you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the resentfulness isn't there as much. Again, if someone kind of guides them gently to me, I think if they were just to call and out of the blue, they're probably not going to come. Right. So they really yeah. do need that person to kind of guide them along. 
Well, I know you want uh, prayer support. We want people to know who you are, not just uh, your names, but your organization as well. So we'll come back in a moment and talk more. We need to look at traffic, and we have a song. But first of all, website. Yeah, soccerchaplainsunited.org. It's a great place to connect with us. I would say, too, uh, for those listening, if you're in soccer, we have an app as well. And that's a great way to connect. I've, I've been doing some podcasting. Uh, there's ways to get in touch and, and see the different aspects of our organization as well. But soccerchaplainsunited.org and we're on Facebook and some of those other places as well. But that website's going to have a blog where you can read our st- the stories of what's happening with the ministry and you can meet our team, meet our people. All right. All right very good. We're talking a different aspect of sports this morning and this hour, and that's the uh, the area of chaplaincy and counselors for people in professional sports and even college and high school sports. You're involved in all of those, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, Brooke Ewert, did I get that right? Yeah. Brooke Ewert with us. She's the counselor, and uh, Reverend Brad Kenny is uh, the founder and executive director, lead volunteer chaplain, and uh, this is Soccer Chaplains United. Uh, the organization. Talk a little bit about this Congress that's coming up. You'll both be speaking at a Congress, a global Congress. Yeah, it's a global Congress. It's the second one that has happened. The first one was in York, England in 2016. And the idea was, let's get theologians, practitioners, let's get people in sports ministry, whether they're a, a chaplain, whether they're running uh, youth clinics and camps and sport. Um, let's get all these people together and have a conversation. And I think uh, Tony Campolo uh, was the, mm. the kickstart to the conference, and um, we just went from there. And it, it was a really great, engaging time. You, w- you would have academics who would come and challenge, and they would say, let us consider the uh, immorality of sports. Mm. And you have all the practitioners in the room going, wait, you're talking about where I work and serve. But the academics would come with some challenging things to uh, theologically and and philosophically and morally that we practitioners had to think through. Mm. But then in the same vein, some of the practitioners would come and say, yes, um, let's think about these things as well. I I remember a conversation with one of the academics, and he said, we shouldn't pray for wins. So then I challenged him. I said, but the Lord taught us to pray. Give us today our daily bread. And for the athlete, the daily bread often comes as a result of win. a success, yeah, a win, yeah, yeah, an achievement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the, I remember this academic specifically looking me in the eye and saying, I had not thought mm. of that. And so th- there's this beautiful place where Yes, I'm challenged by some of the, the darker side of sport, which I know about, but maybe I don't think about as much in, in a practitioner way that the academic sees from a, from a distance. So when we gather uh, in Oct- later on this month at Calvin, now University, Calvin College in Michigan, that's going to be uh, sort of this conversation that's involved. There will be a number of keynote speakers there. Brooke and I will be able to present in a couple of uh, breakout sessions. Uh, I've got one on a biblical foundation for sports chaplaincy. And then Brooke and I are going to talk about chaplaincy and counseling, uh, a necessary partnership. We really want to talk about why it's needed, why, why we need to link chaplaincy and counseling together in sport. Mm, that's going to be very interesting. And uh, a lot of things are going to come out that maybe neither of you have thought of. Um, 
there is a big uh, debate now going on about people who've had sex changes in sports, uh, men playing as women now and women playing as men and that kind of thing. As chaplains and as Christians, how do you... Uh, how do you uh, meet that discussion? Denise, thanks for pulling a punch. Thanks for just like <laughs> starting off with a light entry level kind of question. No, it's 22 after. <laughs> I, uh, I know it's tough. And if, you, if it's a corner that you don't feel comfortable with, that's okay. Uh, no, it, it's a good question because we as chaplains and counselors need to have a, a developing sense of um, how to lead people um, with an issue like uh, gender or same-sex attraction or some of these other identity issues that come up. And, and Brooke can speak to this as well. Uh, there's many different sides to the conversation. As a chaplain, sometimes I have to lead a Christian in their response. As a chaplain, sometimes I'm working with someone who's same-sex attracted and and working with the issues that they're facing and then sometimes I'm working on the other side for the, uh, maybe we might say that the person that isn't religious or a person of faith mm-hmm. to understand what all this means and, and what they see is sometimes a mess. I don't really get it. I don't understand it. How, how to help them have sensitivity. Would they even speak with you, a person who is not a person of faith? Would they, are they open to speaking to someone who is, has a religious background? Yeah, a chaplain, yes. A counselor, maybe even more so. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's something that we've definitely seen over the years is that doesn't seem to be as big of a barrier as, as we thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, too, we come in and we definitely approach them with where they're at. It's not like we're going to try to change, you know, their position. Maybe over time, you know, there might be different conversations that come about. Hmm. All right. We're going to come back on the other side of news and talk a little more. But I just wanted to expand your ministry a little bit. Can I make a suggestion? Yeah. That, you know, there's there's all those people running around on the field. But think of all the fans and all the problems they had. Could you have a fan chaplain? Yeah. uh, We (laughs) it's funny, Roy, you say that there have been moments when walking through the stadium, someone will look at my credential and say a chaplain. What does a chaplain oh, interesting. do? Interesting. And I've wow. I've prayed. I, I remember this year I prayed for a guy. He had just moved to Denver. He had a he had a big tall glass of beer in his hand. I was afraid he was going to spill it on me. And uh, he said uh, he said, "Would you pray for me? I don't know anyone in this city, and I came so cool. here tonight." Wow. I came here tonight in hopes that I could meet someone, meet <laughs> a great. friend. Wow. And I prayed with him right there on the concourse. It was awesome. one of the most beautiful but strange That's things neat. I've ever That's done. Neat. Great having with us uh, Reverend Brad Kenny, uh, who found, is the founder and executive director and lead volunteer chaplain for uh, Colorado Rapids uh, and also uh, several other places as well, and has a ministry, Soccer Chaplains United. Also with him uh, in studio with us, Counselor Brooke uh, Ewert, and she's uh, actively involved in that for the last three years. We've ta- been talking uh, a lot about sports and, and how to minister to people in sports. Big area, just an awesome opportunity out there. It's a big mission field. When Jesus said, you know, go into the uh, fields, they're white with harvest. Boy, the 
the sports arena are filled with people who need Jesus and many who are open. Uh, the two of you are going to Calvin, I guess it's university now, Calvin yeah. College, to uh, to speak at a, a huge event. You wanted to talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, you know, for me, it was interesting. Brooke and I were comparing notes, but in uh, in late 2011, I was sitting across from an athlete. We were at an IHOP, and uh, he looked at this plate of pancakes in front of him, and he said, Rev, I'm going to go purge after I eat this plate of pancakes. And I just remember thinking, oh, oh my goodness, um, mm. I am not, my, my qualification and training um, he needs something greater than what I'm able to give. And and God kind of clicked something in my mind at that moment to say, I, I need support. I need others around me to help the athletes and these that I'm trying to serve. And so it was cool because Brooke had a similar experience. Yeah, probably about just about 2011, you know, going into 2012 was when I felt like God really started to call me back to sports, which was, hey, I need you to go back to school. Um, and it's crazy that it was at about that same time God was obviously starting to prepare mm. that there was going to be a need, and it's just changed so much even since that time of just the need for athletes to seek mental health, and there's actually a lot of athletes that are now endorsing it even through commercials and you know when they're in interviews talking about how much mental health support really did help them to mm. overcome mm. their issues. And so as wow. we as we go to this Congress and we present, the idea that we want to share with people is for those that are in sports ministry or that are a chaplain is find local Christian counselors who can come alongside you in your ministry that can stand in the gap for the things that you've not been qualified or trained to do. They can help address some of these issues. And for us, it's been really important to have counselors to find counselors that have a Christian framework from right. which they offer their counseling. Now, the counseling relationship's different. I mean, Brooke doesn't really necessarily go in and say, hey, I'm a Christian. Um, that that disclosure may happen later or differently. But um, the thing is, as a chaplain, I can trust where Brooke's coming from as a Christian because I know her. I've seen her her life and her. I know where she worships. I, I know all those things about her and I can trust the relationship that I hand off to Brooke or right. to our other counselors, um, which, which by the way, we are looking for more counselors to come alongside and join, to join us in what we mm. do, because mm. we serve a very diverse group. Um, the footprint, even just for the Rapids alone, stretches from Fort Collins all the way down to Pueblo. So we finding counselors to serve, and and there's other entities that we're looking to serve here in the Denver metro area. So if there are counselors that are interested or listening, uh, we'd really love for them to get in touch with through us. your website. Yeah, through our website's fine, or uh, yeah, just reaching out. Um, info at soccerchaplainsunited.org is a great way to get a hold of us through email, and uh, we can certainly uh, take in those those that are interested in coming alongside and joining what what Brooke and I. Uh, just feel real passionate in what we're what we're working toward. Well, but what would what would you look for in a person who's interested? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, for us, 
you know, the kind of the thing we really like is faith-based first mm-hmm. um, and then sports second. It, the sports population is very unique. It is not the general population. Their issues are much different. There's a lot of pressure um, on them, but also uh, you kind of have to have that bend. You've got to understand sports. You can't blow it off as this is just, you know, something that's, you know, this is, that just should be fun. It shouldn't be stressful. Mm-hmm. You've really got to come in there with that knowledge base beforehand. It's nice to have those that have some life experience as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we find that uh, the athletes, especially in their families and the coaches, they tend to look towards those relationships as sort of mentoring relationships. So if that counselor, you know, is a, a little bit more experienced um, in life or has has been around for a while, but but it's 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 always usually an age generational thing too. Some of our younger athletes and and the younger side really really enjoy connecting with some of our younger counselors that we've had as well and they feel uh, a great closeness because it's almost like i see you as big brother i see mm-hmm. you as a brother who's helping me i see you as a sister who's helping me and uh and again the, the diversity of need lets us have male and female counselors and there's pl- plenty of work to do there's plenty of need that that happens there. I hadn't even thought about the age mm-hmm. uh, age difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, age it, aspect. It's, it's funny. We met with a gal yesterday, and and I asked her. I said, "How old are your your children?" She had a seven year old boy. I said, "Well, just think, at twelve, that child playing for the Rapids Developmental Academy." could be offered a contract making more than you do right now in your work. And, and it's, it's just, you know, it's amazing yeah. to think that this is where sport is growing and continues to trend. And some of the issues that come alongside of that, you, you know, you think of a 12-year-old who has the potential to earn more than us around the table collectively. Mm-hmm. And think about the pressure now that mom and dad might be putting on him or that he puts on himself. Think about his friends. Uh, we, we've had so many that have come through that say the life of an athlete is not normal. Um, even the collegiate athletes that go, they 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 talk about missing a college experience. They don't they don't go to football games. They don't go to the typical social events that are held on campus. Their life is yeah. focused in and centered on sport and sometimes studies as well, but they really have little time for, for anything else. And so then when the game is done, uh, either when they're done with the game or the game is done with them, yeah. then the struggle happens because wow. they go, who am I? Who am I outside of this? Mm, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's Those heavy stuff. Big Good to issues. have you around, both of you. That's great. Mm-hmm. We're going to pray together in just a moment. Brad and Brooke are, are with us here from Soccer Chaplains United. We've been talking about that all during the hour. And uh, just what's on your heart um, as we go into prayer and then maybe pray about that, okay? Would that be good? And, yeah. Brooke, maybe you can start us out. Would that be okay? Sure. Brooke is the, is the uh, counselor and uh, Brad, uh, the chaplain and the head of the ministry. And then we'll let Brad pray, and then I'll lift up all the requests. So let's start. All right. Lord God, thank you so much for today. Uh, thank you for just the beauty that we get to see outside in Colorado. And just thank you so much for just what you're doing in um, our ministry and what you're doing in our lives right now. I just pray, God, for just uh, just athletes. It's a big, it's a big passion of mine. Um, I just pray for those who um, haven't sought out counseling yet, um, who are... Um, 
um, afraid that you will block uh, that for them, that you will take the barriers down that they've put in their mind of why they couldn't come. Um, and I just pray, God, for more counselors, um, for those who can reach out to athletes. Um, in the Bible, it says that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And we need more. We need more people to work with these athletes and their mental health issues. Uh, so, God, I just pray that you will raise them up, that you will find those counselors to work in their hearts, to have a passion for people uh, who aren't being served right now. We just thank you, God, again, so much for who you are to us. And, uh, Amen. Heavenly Father, during uh, this month of October, which is Pastoral Appreciation Month, I would just lift our chaplains, uh, the 14 or so uh, folks that have given uh, sacrificially of their time, um, their ministries, their families. They've, they've devoted themselves to serve these people. So I pray for Ryan Doyle in Nashville, Tennessee, and his work with Christ Presbyterian Academy. I pray for Ruben Rodriguez and the work that he does with the Rapids Developmental Academy. I pray for Kurt Trempert down in Colorado Springs and uh, his work with the Switchbacks. I pray for Cesar Duran in Laredo and pray for his work not only in Laredo but across the border in Mexico as he works to develop chaplaincy. I pray for Greg Eight in Memphis with the new Memphis 901 FC team there. I pray for Pete Disler with Moody Bible Institute and Billy Servini with Nashville SC. I pray for Ricardo Oriana in New Jersey as he helps us with Spanish translation. I lift up Christina Garber to you, who's with the women's team in Portland, the Portland Thorns, for Ben Dudley and the Portland Timbers chaplain, that, that he, the team he works with there, and Troy Reedy, who works with him. Uh, pray that you would be with both of these uh, two guys as they serve that club there. For Isidro Pina, who works with Rio Grande Valley in Texas, Lord, as he works with those young guys down there, would you bless him and his family? And for Kim Beach, who works with Trinity International, would you bless her work uh, amongst that team there? And Lord, for the, the chaplain yet, uh, yet to be named and yet to be called, Lord, would you begin drawing them and open their eyes to the reality of whom they might serve at any level of soccer, uh, maybe, in, maybe even in a different sport, Lord? Would you just move in their hearts to serve and love and care for the people you've called them to serve and love and care for? Amen. Thank you for this morning and blessing others through our guests. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Brooke and Brad, for coming in. It's been a great morning. Thanks as for always. having us. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Once again, the way to reach you or find out more about the ministry. Soccerchaplainsunited.org. Our website's the best way to reach us, and uh, you can connect with us through email there or, or on the website.